0: With your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the work of the ministry. The glory that is set before the church to be obtained by faith that was once delivered to the saints. And we're told that this is the testimony of Jesus. It is the spirit of prophecy. Now this revelation of Jesus Christ is being revealed in the last days is not a revelation of the Antichrist. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 1 verse 1, we have the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, the beloved disciple, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it. There's a sign. Signified it by his angel unto John. And he says, blessed are those that keep the sayings of this book and does them. The book of this prophecy. So we find in Revelation 19.10. That John comes upon a man. And he's about to worship him. And the man says, see that thou doest it not. Why? Somebody said, well, this is an angel. John knew not to worship angels, not, in, not losing your crown in a voluntary and humility worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he knoweth not, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. John was not going to worship angels. He knew who this was. He knew that this is Christ. But he goes on for clarification. Who is this man then? He's not an angel. John knows not to worship angels. But then who is this man that he sees in Revelation 19.10 that he, he feels compelled to worship him? And as he bows down to worship him, he says, see that thou doest it not. For I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Now, focusing on the testimony of Jesus, these things the angels desire to look into and cannot because salvation is done by foolishness of preaching by men, not angels. He did not take on him, Jesus, the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham we go on to see that this man, in Revelation 19:10, said, "Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy." Now he said he had the testimony of Jesus, and then tells him what it is: worship God, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. What is this testimony of Jesus? He's giving John this revelation. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now that's a small S. And lets us know that that spirit, he that's joined to the Lord, is one spirit. Not that we are God, but we partake of his glory. That we partake of his divine nature. So these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us whereby we may escape the corruption of the world through lust that we may made partakers of His divine nature. Not ours, but His. Now we're going into the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? Is there revival? Is there some new thing? What is ahead for the body of Christ as we are in the third day? In Hosea 6, 1, it said, Come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. Well, most do not know that God said in Deuteronomy 32, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Many people say, No, that's the devil. No. No. That's God. God says, shall there be evil in the city? And now the Lord God hath not done it. The Lord has his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. We're talking about the sovereignty of God and the providence of God. That he is God and works everything according to his will. Where is the church now? are we going into another revival or is there something new that is just on the horizon that is for the body of Christ for those that have an ear to hear now we know in ephesians 4:12 that we have gifts from our lord jesus that he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Now, many will say you can't be perfect as long as you're in this body of flesh. But that's not the commandment of God when he said, Jesus himself said, be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. There it is by the leading of the Holy Ghost. Now, what is perfection and what is ascribed to the body of Christ as being perfect. Paul goes on to tell us at the church at Philippi, I have not already attained, neither am I already perfect. Now, Paul wrote 14 books of the New Testament, of 27 books, and says, I'm not perfect yet. Then he says, I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ." I'm reaching forth of those things before, forgetting those things which are behind, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is this high calling of God in Christ Jesus? Notice Paul goes on and says, As many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. What is this revelation? He says that those that have this mind, the mind of Christ, that are pressing toward the mark for the prize of this high calling of God in Christ, those are the ones that will be perfect minded. And if we be in otherwise minded than this, that God will reveal this even unto you, Paul said. Those that are pressing toward the mark, they are not at ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all of them that are settled on their leaves. We're to be stirred up. But for what purpose are we looking for a revival again? Many preachers are saying we're going back to the Azusa Street days. Or are we going to something much higher? Let's take a look at what the word says. In 1 Corinthians 2, Paul is talking to a church that has the spiritual gifts abounding. But he says, are you still not yet carnal? Because there be envy, strife, haste, uh, evil surmisings, all of this divisions in the body of Christ. Are you still not yet carnal? But he says in 1 Corinthians 2, very important, that he says in verse 6 Howbeit, Paul said, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, why would he say that? He speaks wisdom among them that are perfect, not perfect that they have already attained and reach perfection but they have the mind that they're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus realizing there's a mark they must hit which is for the perfecting of the saints which is being led by the Holy Ghost into all truth not partial truth but all truth and that when that which is perfect has come now we have knowledge in part everything is done in part But when that which is perfect has come, all these things that are in part shall be done away with. Then shall we know, even as we are known of Christ. That perfection, that perfect mindset, is those that are pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It is in, by, and through Christ working in each individual member to the perfecting salvation and perfecting holiness in the fear of God, without which no man shall see the Lord. So God works in us, both the will and do of His good pleasure. Now, if you've been tuning into the podcast, you know that there are four different levels of growth, four different levels of ceilings four different levels of engravings of an engraver and that of a signet. And that is, the first step is newborn babes. They desire then sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. But that's not full maturity. Paul said in Hebrews 5, he said, then speaking about Melchizedek, the king priesthood of which we are all called for, He said, these things speaking about Melchizedek are hard to be uttered. Seeing, you're dull of hearing. They're hard to be uttered. Why, Paul? He said, because you are dull of hearing. You do not have a spiritual ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He said, when you need, you ought to be teachers. You have need again to be taught again the first principles of the oracles of Christ. Again, because he said the the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, righteousness is progressive. It is Jesus came, proceeded from the Father. He is that spirit. He is that one spirit of God. He is the Father of glory. He is the Word. He is the everlasting Father of glory. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is Elohim. He's El Shaddai. He always has been and always will be God. The Lord is that spirit. He has always been the Lord. He didn't become the Lord. He is the Lord. Now, Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal to God nothing's equal, no one's equal with God. No attribute is equal with God except it be God. He will share his glory with no one. And Philippians 2, 6, Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself, God himself, of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. Now he's in the form of spirit, He takes on him, added to him the form of a servant. Sounds like two. No, the spirit, the Lord is that spirit, but he took on another form. He added a form to him. He took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, humble himself to the death, the death of the cross. The revelation there is that God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. He wondered that there was no man. For all its sinned come short of the glory of God, none good, no, not one. All were conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity. Therefore God said, my own arm brought salvation unto me. How did he do it? He made himself of no reputation. That's Philippians 2.6, the kenosis. laid aside his glory just like the high priest did in the Old Testament in Leviticus Leviticus 16. He took off on the Day of Atonement his garments of glory and beauty and took upon him the linen garments. He became one with the people. And in that sanctuary, the holy place, he took off his garments of glory and beauty, took upon the linen garments and did the sacrifices there for himself and for all Israel. And as he completed the sacrifices on the Day of Atonement, uh, the two goats, uh, the scapegoat, the goat of Azazel, and when he had completed all the different offerings on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, then he came out of the holiest of all, the most holy place, the holy of holies, came into the sanctuary, took off the linen garments, and put back on the garments of glory and beauty, the linen garments never to be worn again. Christ Jesus our Lord, our great high priest, did the same for us, becoming one with us. God, who cannot die, who has no blood, who is invisible, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God Almighty, made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2.6. Why did he do that? Because, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Romans 5. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also is the free gift of one. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back, not God. He has to be our kinsman redeemer. He has to be an Adam under the law. A man. Not before the fall, but a man of Adam after the fall. And we have that first proto-evangel of Messiah of the Christ, in Genesis 3:15, the seed of the woman, shall bruise his head, and thou shall bruise his heel. And Jesus proceeded from the Father, that same Spirit. A God that he has always been and always will be. That one spirit of God can't divide it. There's one body, one Lord, one spirit. Ephesians 4. He proceeded from the Father, came into the world. And took on a body of flesh and blood. That servant. He added to himself, spirit, the form of a servant. He's in the form of God. He adds the form of a servant. But he's not working as God. He's made himself of no reputation. Why? To work only as a man and under the law. Well, the law's still there. So God, who has made himself of no reputation, takes upon the form of a servant made of a woman made in under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. To fulfill that law as a man. Not as a God-man, but as a man. Just like us. For in all things he was made like unto his brethren. Tempted at all points, like as we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. And there, the law states that that high priest cannot take his office till age 30. Numbers 4. Therefore, Jesus cannot begin his ministry until age 30. Because as a man in the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, God is going to be redeeming mankind back through his own human glorifying his own human back to himself that man is God it's God's own body of flesh and blood the spirit that he has is uh, given all all that God is that spirit without measure from the womb not from the tomb, from the womb he's always been God God giveth the spirit not by measure to him Therefore, but the Spirit has made itself of no reputation to work only as a man. The law is still there dividing God from all mankind. So God literally takes upon him the form of a servant, a man in, under the law to redeem us that were under the law, and only as the man fulfills the law, the man, not a God-man, a man, a man of like passions, our kin's man kinsman-redeemer. As he is fulfilling that law, then as he is on obedience, literally crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts, showing us the way, the truth, and the life, making the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings, does the Spirit of God begin to break forth in and through the man. So that's why Jesus will have to pray to the Father because the law is still there even though God is manifest in the flesh with that mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16, God was manifest in the flesh in the days of his flesh. But as that man of flesh and blood, a man lost that only a man can redeem us back. That man is fulfilling his own law through the eternal spirit of God. But it just can't break through. He has to. Literally, be tenth in all forms, like as we are yet without sin, showing us the way, the truth, and the life, how we also, through the everlasting Spirit of God, crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. So God literally glorifies His own human back to Himself, fulfilling the law, and that law will be a metal wall of partition between God, who is His spirit, who is spirit, always has been spirit, always has been God, always will be God in a body of flesh and blood that was made under that law, and that law will be there dividing God from his own human, his own literal uh, servant made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as that man, until that man literally fulfills that law, then after doing it, will take the ordinances of that law that were contrary to us and nails it to his cross, thereby breaking down that middle wall of partition, fulfilling that law, thereby of the twain God and all mankind, making one new man. Therefore, only then can Jesus be glorified back with the glory he had with the Father before, John 17:5. Now, when we understand that, that Christ is the Father of glory, Jesus is that Christ. He's always been God, always will be God. That true doctrine of Christ that will be stood against in the last days as the Antichrist, something in lieu of Christ, a forgery, a delusion, a deception that will be manifest in the last days. And it is This, what we're focusing on in this podcast, what is the mark of the beast? What is the strong delusion in the last days that God will send himself because those that did not love the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness will be damned. For that reason, God will send strong delusion That with all signs, miracles, and lying wonders. That those that did not receive the love of truth, that they might be saved, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, might be damned. And what is that strong delusion? What is that Antichrist? We have in 1 Corinthians 2 this mystery. The mystery of wisdom. How can we know what the antichrist is? Who it is? What is his name? What is that number of his name? It's only here's the mind that hath wisdom. Here is wisdom. Let, have, let him that hath wisdom count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. Now we have a dragon, a beast, and a false prophet. In Revelation 16:13. These are three unclean spirits like frogs. These are the spirits of devils working miracles. And in 2 Thessalonians 2, Paul, through the Spirit, tells us that that day of Christ won't come first until it comes a falling away. A great falling away. In 1 Peter, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy 4, one, it says that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed who seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having the conscience sit with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, abstaining from meats which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Falling away from the faith? Yes. Through what? Through the seducing spirits, through these doctrines of devils. And they're showing it literally with signs, miracles, and lying wonders that if it were possible, it would deceive the very elect. If it were possible, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. So such a strong delusion, such a strong deception. What is it? Paul tells us what it is in this mystery of wisdom that is so essential that we have to have in order to reckon up or count the number of the beast. You'll find it here in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. Paul said, we speak this wisdom Verse 6, we speak this wisdom among them that are perfect. Only the ones that are perfect in relation to God and that perfection is always striving, it literally pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. They've got to know what the mark is. They have to know that there is a goal that has to be obtained. We know that for to have a goal. And to press toward something, we must know what it is. And Paul said we are to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that mark? That mark, if you look, there is a Tav. There is uh, the Hebrew ABCD going from A to Z, from the Aloth to the Tav, which are 22 Hebrew letters. That is the longest chapter in your Bible in Psalm 119. In every one of the letters of the Hebrew ABC diary, there are eight verses in under each letter. Why? Eight's the number of new beginning. It's a new thing. And we're going to see that it's not revival. Revival's going over and over again. It was dead. We revived it. There's something that God's going to do that is a new thing. And God's preparing his body, the church, for the new thing now For those that are perfect, that is, that have uh, the mindset of pressing toward that mark. That mark is not the A, B, C. It's a Z. It's him that overcometh through the end. The same shall be saved. It's pressing toward the mark for the prize. Paul said, don't you know that all runneth in a race, but only one winneth a prize? Therefore, run that you may obtain. You did start well. Galatians, oh you foolish Galatians, you did run well but who hath hindered you that you would not receive that prize you've been bewitched and I'm afraid that's where that we think, well just this one verse we're saved, sanctified and that's it, we're on the way to heaven not realizing that we're called for this high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and what is it? well Paul's telling us here Here's this mystery. It's that mystery of wisdom. With all you're getting, get wisdom. Because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And he says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6, how we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. You have to have that mindset of going on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man, Ephesians 4, 12. For the perfecting of the saints... For that work of the ministry. And this work of the ministry is what we're called for now. It is not revival. Let me state that again. There is not revival here. It is a total new thing. And we're going to be talking what that new thing is. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. That new thing. God said, I do a new thing. Though a man tell it, yet they will not believe it. I do a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. How does a woman compass a man? The man child, until its birth, she compasses that man, encompasses it, until its birth. It's the new thing. It is not revival. This is a totally new thing, and we're going to talk about what are the essential characteristics that are different from revival that will be manifest in the last days, in the work of the ministry, which is a Jesus ministry, which is bringing to pass his work, his strange work, and bringing to pass his act, his strange act. This overflowing scourge hath surprised the hypocrite. Don't mock at it, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard of the Lord of hosts a consumption decreed upon the whole earth. O oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear you the word of the Lord. It's not to destroy mankind. But the consumption decree will overflow in righteousness. It's the work of the ministry, the work of God in the last days, which is not revival. Everybody, revival, revival. It's not revival, friend. It's a total new thing for those that have an ear to hear. And the only ones that can obtain it by faith through the leading of the Holy Ghost, Paul said, are the ones that are perfect. He speaks this mystery of wisdom to them that are perfect. That means a mindset always pressing toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Those are the only ones that will have an ear to hear. The ones that are settled on their lees, the ones that say, well, there's nothing else, the Lord will do nothing, they will not hear for the time to come. Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider or know their latter in, to the law and to the testimony. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Not some light, no light. What law? The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And to the testimony, what testimony? The testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19:10. Well, there is a body of Of Christ. One body. Jesus the head. We the body of the Christ. Members in particular. That fill heaven and earth. And that body. Of whom the whole body in heaven and earth is named. Jesus. Called by that name. And as many as many has been baptized into Christ. Has put on Christ. Now we have to run. Through obedience. There in Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey those that have Christ in you, the hope of glory requires now obedience. As you were servants unto sin, now you're servants unto righteousness. You're servants of Christ. And he says in Romans 6, Paul states very clearly, Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, because we didn't obey God, called iniquity, lawlessness. We didn't follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Even though we had it, we stayed carnal-minded. Or of obedience unto righteousness. At righteousness, it's come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, which is exactly what John saw in Revelation 19.10. He saw a perfect body of Christ, not an angel, that had the testimony of Jesus. He said worship God for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Who has the testimony of Jesus? The remnant of the woman's seed in Revelation 12. They keep the commandments of God, only the remnant of her seed. Not the whole church, but those that will strive. Those that will press toward that mark. That will obtain those promises that Paul spoke about in Hebrews 4, take heed lest a promise slip any of you. You should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For there remaineth a rest to the people of God. He that has ceased from his own labors has entered into his rest. There, Jesus, if he said, Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. But Jesus said the time is coming and now is. When those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. And how do we live? We live through Christ. Because he lives, we live. Through obedience. That we crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. unto a perfect man. Jesus said, we the body of the Christ. He's coming back for a perfect Church without spot, without blemish. And only those that at his appearing, that we may be presented blameless, both spirit, soul, and body are the only ones going. So there's a work. There's a work of the ministry. Notice that Paul states it here. He says we speak this wisdom of Christ. Now the only way we know, here's the mind that hath wisdom. Without this wisdom, without this fear of God, which that Wisdom is, a, is that the fear of God the beginning of wisdom. It's not taught by the precept of men. We fear God because he is God and we know it's a, it, God, it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Righteous are his judgments. We know that in the last days he will show forth his four sore judgments. Famine, pestilence, sword, famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. My four sword judgments that I sent among them, though no Daniel and Job stood before me, yet I could not be toward the people of the generation of my wrath. They would only save but their own souls. This is very serious in the work of the ministry which we are called for, all the body of Christ. So how do we know the mark of the beast? There's books written on it. There's blogs. Everyone has a, a, a chism, a chism, a think, a belief, or I think, or I believe this. But what is the truth? It's wisdom. Here's the mind that hath wisdom. No other mind will know it. You can to sort of dissect it, take names, use Gematria, do everything you can But it's got to be revealed only by wisdom. Get wisdom. In Proverbs 8, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I daily was his delight. A single personal pronoun, which is one of the attributes of God Almighty, Jesus Christ. And Paul said, we speak this wisdom only among them that are perfect. Why? Because they're the only ones that have an ear to hear. Now, with that said, this whole for, for forerunner of this podcast has been to bring us to that one thing that we have to have wisdom. Here's the mind that hath wisdom. Let in that wisdom count the number of the beast. It's the number of a man. And his number is. And he did not write six hundred three score and six. That was how it was interpreted. He wrote in the original manuscript, manuscript three symbols of the Greek, Greek ABC theory. Key, which has a gematria of 600, Z, Xi, which has a gematria of 60, and stigma, which has a gematria of 6. He wrote, Key, Z, stigma, three Greek symbols. And most of you there, uh, if I made a cap of whatever, you've seen the Greek uh, there in fraternities going through your, your college or universities there. Well, you understand what that is. Well, that's what John wrote. He wrote Z stigma. And that is 603 score and six. But it has a very special meaning. And we're going to get to exactly what the 603 score and six in the gematria of the Z stigma, what exactly, what does it mean? But it's only through wisdom that we understand. And Paul said, we're going to speak this, this mystery of wisdom to them that are perfect. Only those that are striving, pressing toward that mark for the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Nobody's going to give it to you. The law and the prophets were under John since that time men press their way into it pressing toward that mark for the prize It's something to be obtained. Now watch what he says here the wisdom is the only way through wisdom that any man knows the mark of the beast and that will be revealed before the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ because he said, That day will not come until it come a falling away first, the man of sin be revealed. Who opposeth all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he as God, capital G O D, setteth in the temple of God. That's a naos. That's not, that's not an iron. That's not a physical temple. That is a naos, a spiritual temple. Jesus said, Destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. They said, 46 years were we in building this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body, Naos. That's exactly what Paul is saying here. He knows the difference between iron and Naos. But Paul said, he setteth in the temple of God, Naos, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not when I was with you, I told you that these things, these are the things of faith. Only he who not letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Somebody said, that's the Holy Ghost. No, it's not. That's the law of the land. That is uh, the very governments in the land. Governments. Governmental authority. Then there will be utter chaos. Somebody said, well, I thought it was the Holy Ghost, the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that we have. No, it's not. Because he said in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Go ye into all the world, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which that name is Jesus Christ, singular name. And, lo, I'm with you even until what? Until I rapture you? Until the end of the world. Amen. And he that overcometh through the end, the end of this age, will be saved, not raptured out of uh, seven years before. Somebody said, well, I thought Revelation 4 1 was a rapture. No, it's not. It's a higher level of glory that John sees in, uh, in the heavenly realm. Because and we're going to go through that in in one of the upcoming podcasts. We will have the Revelation of Jesus Christ, the 22 books, and how each book, each chapter of the Revelation has a Hebraic design, a Hebrew design exactly to the character of the individual letter with the Gematria, not only the Gematria, but the picture that goes with it as well. It is not in chronological order. It is according to the Hebraic abcdiary design, the alof through the top. Right now, we want to focus on what is that wisdom that we can know through wisdom the number of the beast, which is the number of a man. That number is obtained by wisdom. And Paul says, "Only he who now leteth will let until he be taken out of way, and then shall that wicked one be revealed, who the Lord shall, who the Lord will consume with the spirit of His mouth and the brightness of His coming, whose work, working is after the working of Satan with what, with all signs, miracles, and lying wonders." There's a three unclean spirits. Revelation 16, 13, which are the spirits of devils working miracles. There's your strong delusion. That's your great deception in the last days. Working miracles? Yes. So it is imperative, essential, that we know the Spirit of God and know them that labor among us and more than all know the true Christ. Have the revelation of Christ, And his spirit bearing with us, witness with our spirit that we are children of God, sons of God. Now, many as are led of the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Paul speaks here for what? We speak this wisdom. This wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, we're going to see in the next verse, it's mystery. It's a mystery of wisdom. Wisdom. That mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. That mystery that is revealed to the true believer that has sought for God with all his or her heart. He said, we speak this wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. We're not talking about worldly wisdom, nor of the princes of this world, not the spiritual wickedness in high places and the ruler of the darkness of this world they cannot understand these things the wicked cannot understand but the righteous will understand that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery even the hidden wisdom now why is it hidden because it's only the those that are perfect that are striving, What what is, what deems you perfect, that you're pressing toward the mark for the prize of calling of God in Christ Jesus, walking in the light of truth, the present flowing truth of God, throne room revelation flowing to the body of Christ, to the body of Christ, now in a dynamic word, not stagnant, but dynamic the present flowing truth of the word of God, the word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God in which every man shall live by that word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And only those are going to know because it is through wisdom. Here's a mind that hath wisdom to count, to reckon up the number of the beast. We can holler the papacy all we want to. We can holler about different gematria of men's names, Caesar Neron, etc., but it's only through this wisdom, this hidden, hidden wisdom. And what is, he says, what does it show us? He said, even the hidden wisdom, notice that in that mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in Colossians 2nd chapter, verse 1 through 9, Paul said, through the acknowledgement of the full assurance and understanding of the mystery of God and of the Father, and of Christ. There's not three there. There's only one. The mystery of God. Who is God? Well, it's the Father. He's he's God. Well, there's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, because Christ is God. Christ is the Father. In whom are hid, in him, not in them, in him, are hidden are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And here it is. Paul said, I'm giving you that hidden wisdom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let no man spoil you through vain vain deceit, philosophy of men, a tradition of uh, the world, the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. We have to have this revelation and the mystery of Christ, the mystery of God and of the Father, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All you want to see in God is revealed in Christ. He is the image of the invisible God. Now, with that said, let's see what he's showing us here. He said, we speak this wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained when? Before the world unto our glory. Not his glory. He's going to share his glory with no one. That's exactly right. It's his glory, his kingdom, his power. But we stand in the power of his might. These exceedingly great and precious promises are given to us whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust that we, the body of Christ, might be made partakers of his divine nature. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And that fear of God is what? The beginning of wisdom. And he says, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified Who? The Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Lord of glory, God manifest in the flesh, not the Son of God. The Son of God is God manifest in the flesh. You think the Son of God is just a man and he's the second person of the Godhead. That's what we're saying. That's not the true Christ. Christ is the Father. He's that invisible spirit who is the Son of God which is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. The Son of God is the Father revealed. So now, who is a liar but he denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. And the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Christ is God. That's the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ because Christ is God who took on a body of flesh and blood to redeem us back to himself. That's Christ. Christ is that spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the spirit. Jesus in you. 1 John 5, 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, that is, is that spirit, is born of God. All right? And Paul is stating here, this was done from the foundation of, ordained from the foundation of the world, for us to obtain glory. And he says that. God ordained before the world unto our glory. partakers of his divine nature. partakers of his glory. Going from glory to glory. How? By our wisdom, our knowledge? No, not wisdom of this world. But through the work of the Holy Ghost. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Unto perfection for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he did predestinate, them he also called. Them that he called, he also justified. Them that he justified, here's the wisdom, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Now, what kind of glory is it? He goes on and says that I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him, but it is revealed by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, not just one verse. Not well I'm saved because Romans ten nine, Romans ten thirteen, uh you know, John three sixteen, Acts two thirty eight, whatever the case is, depending on how 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 your depth and your revelation of Jesus is, but we all must come to perfection. Not just on the surface, but dig deep. I liken him to a wise man who dig deep and founded a rock. That rock is revelation of Christ. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he built his house upon that rock. Well, when the floods came, the winds blew and that storm beat against that house, it did not fall. Why? Because it was founded upon a rock, built upon a sand, any way it goes, pleasures of sin for a season, uh, the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, words choked, we thought we had heaven made, a mistaken identity, and we hear the frightful words, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Well, it will be a sad day then. We want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Why? Because you did the will. You just want to hear of the word. You will do of the word. So now we know that there is a great work of the ministry in Ephesians 4, verse 12. Well, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. We must go on unto perfection literally even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now notice that God has shown forth His glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God out of ourselves. The Lord is that Spirit. That's what we have to focus on. Jesus is the Lord. The Lord is that Spirit. Jesus is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is a mystery of wisdom, the hidden wisdom of God, which is revealed in Christ Jesus, the true Christ. First John two twenty-two, who is a liar but he that denieth that who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is not the Christ? He is Antichrist. What did he do? He who hath denied both the Father and the Son. How did he deny the Father? Because Christ is the Father. How did he deny the Son? Because Christ is a Son. Are they two persons? No. The Father is the invisible spirit. The Son is the invisible spirit made visible. The image of the invisible God. They express the express image of a singular person. There's only one spirit. Now, what is this work of the ministry that we're called for? And that's the question. What is this mark of the beast? What is that? Well, we know we have a dragon beast and a false prophet. And we find that in Revelation 16, 13 and 14. Because there are three unclean spirits. Now, they're spirits, but they're unclean. There's only one clean, righteous, holy spirit of God who is holy, and that's God himself, Jesus Christ. But these are unclean spirits. They are seducing spirits. They have doctrines of devils, trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. When he never called him God the Son, always the Son of God. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed. That's the reason it's the Son of God. Not God the Son which would be an everlasting sonship. He is the Isaiah 9-6, the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And now, through that revelation of Christ, it has to be taught. Now, some of you listen to this podcast, you say, I'd like to hear this teaching. I've been in church for years and years and never been taught Christ. Well, all you have to do is simply contact us. Go to sealinggodspeople.org, contact us. We have a free teaching on Christ. It is a book that was written many years ago that Christ is God and was revealed, that invisible spirit revealed in the Son of God, and who that Christ is in First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. At the Old Testament prophets, search diligently into the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ. That's spirit. That's a father. That's the Word. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That's El Shaddai. That is Elohim. That is any title you want to give the invisible spirit, the tetragrammaton, the Oda Waha, God Almighty. That spirit of Christ that was in them. In who? All the Old Testament prophets Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. How did they prophesy? By the spirit of Christ that was in them. That's God Almighty. When it testified beforehand, signified beforehand, what? The sufferings of Christ. Signified beforehand, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Well, the glory that should follow is Jesus was glorified back with the Father's own self in Acts 2.36, and all the house of Israel knows, assuredly, that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, that's the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who is he? He is the blessed and only potentate. First Timothy six fifteen and 16. Who's that potentate? Capital P, Almighty. The omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God Almighty, Jesus Christ. The blessed and only potentate, who only hath their mortality, dwelling in the light which no man... Can approach into nor see nor can see. That's your Lord Jesus Christ. Look us for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, Titus thirteen. And now he's doing a work in the last day, it's a work of the ministry. What is that work of the ministry? Well, God said that he would send strong delusion because this devil is coming down to us having great wrath. Revelation 16, 13 said these are three unclean spirits like frogs. They're the spirits of devils working miracles. Devils? Yes, devils. Saying, let us go after other gods. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Three different spirits there. Well, they're three different persons, but one God. No, there's one God and one person. And Jesus is that one person revealed. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. He is the express, not (laughs) expressed, the express image of God. The express image of His person. Singular. Now you're getting the revelation of Christ. Christ is God. Who's born in the city of David? Christ the Lord. Who is that? Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord manifest in the earth. Now, there may be many questions. How did this happen? How did that happen? But it's God working salvation in and of Himself alone, literally glorifying His own human back to Himself, making the way, truth, and life for us, that we can partake of His glory, of His kingdom, of His power, and have everlasting life. With that said, there is a work of the ministry that we will come to in the perfecting of the saints through a five-fold ministry. That's the reason song eight, the Canticles of Solomon and song of songs and Solomon numbered a thousand and five songs, but this is a song of songs, number 3000 Proverbs, a thousand and five songs, but this is a song of songs, which is that song of the lamb, the song of the redeemed, the song of his love for his bride, his Shelemite. And in there we find Solomon has a vineyard, a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon, you must have a thousand. A thousand's perfected glory. Perfect. Perfection. Well, my pastor said we can't do that. Friend, we have to come unto perfection. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. He gave us his spirit to do that. To be led and guided into all truth. Not partial truth. All truth. Not in the sweet by and by. That's another lie. We'll understand it in the sweet by and by. We better understand it here. Because where the tree falleth, there it shall lie. And God's given us his spirit to get us there. Led and guided into all truth. And when that which is perfect is come then all these other things will be done away with. And we will know, even as we're known, of him. And that is not newborn babes, which is the first level, desiring sincere milk that we may grow thereby. Then we go to little children. Well, little children, our sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and we've known the Father. We know Jesus is the Father. Well, that's little children. Still a higher state? Yes. I run to you, young men, 1 John 2, 12-14. I run to you, young, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. You're an overcomer. That's how you get in and have the benefits of Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 to him that overcometh will I grant. And we see what Jesus gives us simply because of obedience. Doing the will of God. Whatever you're called for, we have to do that will. If you're called for a help, be it. Call for governments, be it. If you're called as an apostle, be it. Call as a prophet, be it. Teachers, be it. Whatever God's called you for. How do you know what it is? You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, be not conformed to this world, but you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. That's the only way to make your calling and election sure and know the will of God, for God worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure, not yours, his. So you deny your own will to do the will of God. And when you do that, he said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now those that do not obey the leading of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, in Matthew 7, He says, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. Why? Because you did not do the will of the Father. You didn't do the will. You were disobedient. You did not do what God called you to do. And every member has a different calling. One spirit, but different ministrations. So, He said, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, God Almighty knows that he is the Lord Jehovah, that he is God, and there's not another. But not all that say that, even then, those little children knows that he is the Lord. He is the Father of glory. Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. And then they'll profess, Lord, we've cast out devils. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. Jesus say, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You didn't do the will." There, that is a sad state of affairs because they did not seek God in the Word to know what the will of God was certainly didn't know his voice because if she didn't know my voice, a stranger they will not follow. They follow God through the leading of the Holy Ghost. There and that, so we go from newborn babes to little children to young men to fathers. Now, the fathers in Revelation 7 are the ones that know him that's from the beginning. We're focusing on now, those four levels and the ceilings, but what is it going to be that this wisdom reveals and we know who that Antichrist is and what it is. And that leading of the Holy Ghost is in this hidden wisdom that we speak in a mystery, Paul said, the mystery, that mystery of wisdom, that hidden wisdom, which is not of the world, that God foreordained before the foundation of of the world that we would obtain Glory, His glory. That glory revealed in and through the saints of God. 2 Thessalonians 1. When he goes to be glorified, comes to be glorified in his saints. It's not our glory, it's his glory. It's not our kingdom, it's his kingdom. It's not our power, it's his power. But it's through this wisdom that we have the understanding and count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And God said there that because they had not, they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Second Thessalonians two, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, the pleasures. And Luke, which Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, Luke twenty one, Luke twenty one tells us, uh, and there that uh, this this mystery of iniquity that doth already work. This time that is coming, that sower went out to sow, some on good ground, brought forth a hundredfold, 30, 60, a hundredfold, but the some that went among thorns, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the pleasures of this life choked that word. And they had pleasure in unrighteousness. It was pleasure of sin for a season not realizing that they must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, and do the will of God that he has called each individual member in particular to do. And the ones that do obey, they will count the number of the beast. It's the number of a man. And it's through wisdom. Here's a man that hath wisdom. Through that mystery of wisdom, they're going to know it. Now, what is it? Well, let's take a look. When you see That mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, it's that mystery of Christ. And by having that mystery and knowing it, that you will also reckon up and know the number of that beast. Before we get to the number of the beast, well, let's go there. The number of the beast, it's a number of a man. And uh, it's a mark in their forehead or in their right hand Notice that the sealing of God is only in the forehead. It's the mind of Christ. You leave the work to God. That's a dexios. We're made to set together in heavenly places. Uh, They're at the right hand of God. We don't need a mark in our right hand. It's in our forehead. That's the mind of Christ. But there, in literally the world leading them, There will not be just a mark in the forehead, but in their right hand. We'll find that in Revelation 13. And it says, it causes all both rich and poor, uh, small and uh, great free and bond to receive a mark. Now that mark that we're talking about, it was that, that mark that will be, somebody said that's a natural mark. It's going to be uh, the RFID, uh, you know, chip they put in their right hand or in their forehead. It's a radio frequency identification uh, RFID strongly disagree because what does that have to do with his name you're going to write a name on the chip and the RFID and stick it in your hand or in your forehead we're not talking about when God put a mark on Cain and we find that in Genesis uh, whenever Cain slew Abel and uh, uh, when Cain then uh, the ground cried out and the blood cried out of Abel, because Cain had sown it, and he was a tiller of the ground. Cain was a tiller of the ground. And God said, No more will this, will the ground with the earth bring forth for you. You'll be a fugitive and a vagabond, a vagabond in the land of Nod, and you'll be an exile from not only the face of God, but the face of the earth also, an inhabitant there. And he said, This is, this, this punishment is, is greater than I can bear. Well, God said, I'm going to let the terror grow along with the wheat. Uh, we're going to go and let it populate together. And so he said, uh, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith God. And he put a mark, set a mark upon Cain. Now, that mark is an, is an oath. It's, it, it means a sign that whoever uh, met Cain would not slay him. And whoever slew Cain would be avenged sevenfold. And someone said, that's sevenfold, seven sheba. That's a seven generations. But vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith God. So he set a mark upon Cain. Now somebody said, was it a visible mark? Could be. But there was a mark, a sign, given unto, on Cain, that anyone slaying him that God would take vengeance on sevenfold. Because vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith God. Well, the same thing is happening here in Revelation 13, that he causeth all, both uh, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the forehead or in the right hand, that they little be made to control of their, of their mind, as well as their works, their doctrine. Ours is set together in heavenly places of Christ Jesus at the right hand of God. This is what he wrought in Christ for us. We're made to set together in heavenly places at right hand of God is for us. It's not a car, a little physical right hand. It's dexios, a state of uh, that where I am, Jesus said, there you may be also. And Ephesians tells us in Ephesians 1 that we're made to set together in these heavenly places in Christ. So we don't have a mark in our forehead because he is. That mind of Christ is all you need. But here, the Antichrist has a mark in the forehead and in the right hand. And notice it says, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark to their right hand, in their right hand, or in their forehead." in the right hand, in the forehead, so they're saying that's our, our FID, that's that chip they're going to put in there. Death strongly disagree. It will not be a physical mark because no one in their right mind is going to take the mark of the beast or the number of his name. No one that's had repented and believed Jesus Christ at all is going to take that. How be In that mark, now Jesus, whenever we are striving, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, that that mark sealed in our forehead or in uh, that in our forehead in Revelation seven is not a physical mark. It's that Christ. It's the mind of Christ. It's that mind of Christ that we are led by that spirit. Somebody said, "Well, you can't buy ourselves sell that had the mark." Yes, that's right. So it is your testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. That's going to set you apart from those that have taken the mark of the beast and the number of his name. Now, what is that? What is that? It's a spirit. These doctrines of devils, these spirits of devils working miracles, these seducing spirits. Well, what are they? What, what, how do we know what that is? Well, the mind has to have wisdom because it says that they, 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 that no man might buy the sale, saving he that had the mark, or, we got something else, or the name of the beast, the name is the intrinsic value of what, of, of what is the essence of that name. I might have the mark of the beast or I have the number of his name or that beast, the mark of the beast or the number of his name and here is wisdom. There's what Paul was stating right there in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 5, 6, 7, 8 he's talking about the mystery that mystery wisdom that hidden wisdom that God hath foreordained that we would obtain his glory obtain the glory Not it be our glory, but God's glory revealed in and through the body of Christ. And that's the mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world in Ephesians 1. That God would gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus to the praise of His glory. And that is what we're called for in the work of the ministry. Now let's see what that is. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count, reckon up. The number of the beast. Now there's a dragon, beast, and false prophet. The dragon is a false father. Three spirits like frogs. Coming out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. That is a trinity. The dragon is a false father. The beast is a false son. And the false prophet is a false Holy Ghost, proclamating and saying that all should worship the beast. Now, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the express image of his person. He is God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 He is set down with the Father in, not around, not beside but in his throne, Revelation 3.21. He is that blessed and only potentate omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God Almighty having uh, literally been glorified with the Father's own self, John 17.5. All power in heaven and earth given to him. Matthew Matthew 28.18. That's the true Christ. That's the true God that God was manifest in the flesh. How do we know that? The word tells us, Hereby try ye the spirits. Spirits. Are they three unclean spirits like frogs? How do, we, how do we test them? How do we try them? Hereby try ye the spirits to see whether they are of God because there's many false prophets entered into the world. Now what's a false prophet? The false prophets are the ones, the beasts, The That dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. The false prophet is the mouth or the oracle for that beast. The dragon is a false father. The beast is a false son. And that false prophet is that false, false holy ghost. Three unclean spirits like frogs. How do you test those? How do you try them? John says, here's the way you do it. 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Any spirit, anybody try these spirits we'll see whether they're of God, for there are many false prophets that's entered into the world. Then he goes on. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Spirit of God, the Christ, the Holy Ghost, is come in the flesh, not has come. If your Bible says has come, it's not of the original manuscript. Is come. Present imperfect tense. Is come. Is present. He is still coming. Imperfect means it hasn't been perfected yet. It's still coming in the flesh. And Jesus Christ, he is that spirit. And the body of the Christ is the flesh. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. That is the body of the Christ. When you have that revelation, you have not so learned Christ, except Christ be in you. What is that? Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Now you've learned Christ. For Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. How do you do that? You got baptized, you repented, first of all, and was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, Acts 2.38 and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, you're born of the water and the Spirit for the promise of you and your children, many as far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, all at that point, you're born of the water and of the Spirit, that Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he said, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's not of his. And John's telling us how to try those spirits to see whether they are real are they're false or antichrist? John simply states, "Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the God of glory, the Spirit, is come in the flesh. Flesh can't come in flesh. The Spirit, Jesus Christ, is come in the flesh. Well, what is Jesus Christ? That's the spirit of His Son, which is that same spirit of the Father. There's only one spirit there." Somebody said, how do you know that? Galatians 4, verse 6 says, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, what? Abba, Father. Because the spirit of the son is the spirit of the father. There's only one spirit. So any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, that spirit is come in the flesh, is of God. He's still coming in the flesh until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. That means we are the living stones, lively stones, built up a spiritual house, whereby we offer praises unto God. We're called by His name. Many have been baptized in Christ, put on Christ. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. And the life I now live I live by the faith of the Son of God well, what? because Christ is the Son of the living God which is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Somebody said, how do you know the Father is revealed in a f- flesh and blood? Because it says there in Ephesians 4 there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is the Father of all above all and in us all. Who? The Father of all. Christ is that Father. If you believe that doctrine of Christ, you have the Father. If you acknowledge a Son, 1 John 2, you you already have the Father. He that can acknowledge a Son has the Father also. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed the invisible spirit revealed in a body of flesh in the days of his flesh. Now how's God revealed? He's revealed in through the body of, of Christ, seeing your good works and glorifying who? Glorifying you? No. Glorifying your Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in heaven through your good works. It's not you. It's the works that accompany salvation, which is Christ in you. That's what Paul is saying in Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Well, who's living then? Christ liveth in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, for me to live, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Well, that's Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. We confess that. We believe that that, that spirit, God is that spirit. And the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we're children of God, come in the flesh. Still come in the flesh until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Then come at the end. Now, any spirit that confesses not, here's the spirit of Antichrist. Any spirit that confesses not, 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God and is that spirit of Antichrist, which John said is already in the world. But they had the mark of the beast in the world. That is the Antichrist. Somebody said, was that the mark? Yes, that's the number of his name. That's the essence. Mystery Babylon rides upon that scarlet-colored beast. The doctrine that she preaches is God Jr., second person of the Godhead. Or the oneness doctrine that Jesus, the man, is not God, but has God in him at the right hand of God, but God still is in Christ, reconciling the world himself, but the man's not God, he's just with the right hand of God up there. That's also a false doctrine of Antichrist. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, The Holy Ghost is come in the flesh. Present in perfect tense. Still coming. That body still growing. A stone hewn out of a mountain grows, fills all the earth. It smites the image in the foot. And that gold, the head of gold, brass of silver, chest of silver, uh, loins of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron, mire, clay, that's that false man. That's that Antichrist. That's that man of sin. Smites that image stone. You're not a mountain without hands. Smites the image of the beast and falls and greats the fall of it. But that Babylon rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. False doctrine of Christ. It's an Antichrist. It does not confess that Jesus Christ, the God of glory, the Father of glory, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, is come in the flesh, still coming in the flesh. And that is the mark of the essence of the intrinsic doctrine of the beast. The dragon is a false father, the beast is a false son, and uh, and that, that uh, false prophet is a false holy ghost. Well, there's three there. There are three unclean spirits like frogs. I don't know what else to tell you. If you believe in a Trinity God, three persons, Revelation 16, 13, you need to read it. And all you have to do is repent. Just give him the glory due unto his name. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. God Almighty, not Jehovah Jr. Now you're well on your way to the doctrine of Christ. The Antichrist is that he marks and he says, here's that, here is wisdom. What's that wisdom? That hidden wisdom, which is only in Christ. You can only speak to those that are perfect. Only those that are striving to enter in, searching for God with all their heart. And when you search for God with all your heart, that day you do that, you will find him. So what is the number of that beast? He said, let him that hath understanding. Well, how'd you get that understanding? First is wisdom. In Proverbs 8, he said, I, wisdom, <clears throat> dwell with prudence. Excuse me. With me is understanding. You have to have wisdom, speaking of them that are perfect, that's the only ones that's going to hear, and have an ear to hear. Not ears, but an ear. Any man have an ear to hear. That's an ear to the spirit. And when he does, it says, there, they have that wisdom, then you'll have this understanding. Because with wisdom is understanding, Proverbs 8. And he says, let him that hath understanding count, reckon up the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. What is that man? <clears throat> what is that intrinsic value of that man? What is his whole doctrine? Well, Jesus is that that we see son of man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks in Revelation 1. That has a, uh, a white, his hair like wool, eyes like fire, urine to me, a golden girdle around his pants, and white raiment all the way down to his feet. That is the body of Christ filling heaven and on earth. When you blaspheme the name of God, you blaspheme his name not only in heaven, but on earth as well. We're the feet generation. We are the body of the Christ. Heaven's his throne. The earth is his footstool. We're that feet generation. And under the feet, that's the reason why in the Zoe, the living creatures that they have a burnished, their feet is burnished brass of a calf's foot, polished brass judgment. But you see, in this false, this man, this synagogue of Satan, this man that man of sin, he's going to have a head of gold. Then he's got a breast of silver. Well, so far, it sounds okay. But then on his loins, instead of truth, it's brass. Then legs, the mobility of it, is iron. Iron's a work of man's hands. In Jesus, there is no iron. In those temples, there was no iron or a hammer sound because it would pollute it or. It was all done, no sound of a hammer in that temple, because it's all God and the voice of God. But here we have legs of iron, and that is man's, literally, work of man's hands. Well, we have that head of goat, Babylon, that breast of silver, Media Persia, Greece, we have uh, uh, that Alexander the Great. Media, Persia, and Greece, and then we have the legs there of iron, Eastern, Western, Rome, and then feet of iron and mighty clay. And uh, of course, we know that to be the four kingdoms. Uh, Syria and Egypt already happened Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. The other six kingdoms there, seven uh, there, uh, that Roman Empire that was in, he's the eighth, he's of the seven, and he goeth into perdition. We're going to find that his number is a, didn't write 603 score and six. In the original manuscript, it was not written 603 score and six. That number is, uh, and he wrote three Greek symbols key, C H I, Z X I, stigma, six. Because gematria of Greek. Because each letter has a, a each number, it has a numerical value. So each letter has a number. The key is six hundred. The symbol is CHI, which is Christ. Six hundred the number of warfare. Christ, the man of war. Stigma is six, the number of man, flesh. Six. Stigma, gematria in the Greek. Gematria of six is of, of stigma is six man, flesh, sarka. There, key stigma Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Key stigma is of God, but this is not key stigma 606. This is key Z stigma, key 600. Z X I written as a coal snake ready to strike in rebellion dividing key stigma. Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. Six. He is not key stigma. It's key Z stigma that Jesus Christ is not the father of glory. He's not that spirit. He is not that that uh, Holy Ghost that is come and still coming in the flesh. According to John, 1 John 4 verse 1 through 3 that is that antichrist that was already in the world back then and certainly is progressing and coming to its fullest in the last days. What is it? If you do not believe that Jesus Christ, the man is God Almighty, the Father of glory that is the key stigma that he is that spirit the father of glory coming in that flesh is come in that flesh present in perfect tense if you say key stigma you're of God but there's many false prophets doctrines of devils seducing spirits ways of this world prosperity you know riches cares of this world deceitfulness of riches pleasures in the church seeking pleasures there, Rather than God. Heady, high minded truce breakers, un- and high minded, having a form of godliness, denying the power of truce breakers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Jesus Christ is that God. And he said in the last days, John sixteen one. He said, Behold, I forewarned you that you should not be offended, for the time will come. That they're going to deliver you out of the synagogues. They're going to deliver you out of the churches. Yea, the time comes that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. Why? This they will do because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said. They don't understand that Jesus is the Father of glory. That he is, the man is God Almighty. Always has been and always will be. Just because he made himself of no reputation to take on a body of flesh and blood and under the law, he went back and glorified it with his own self, sat down with the Father in that throne, Revelation 3.21. He is all power and all authority. That's Matthew Matthew 28.18. He is Lord in Christ. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. Who raised it? Jesus said, I'll raise my own body up. John 2. He said in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am He, not God, but the Father, not just God, God, they say, well, there's a lot of things to God, God the Father, God the Son, God the... no, He said in John 8, 13 through 27, they withhold, Christ. where is your Father? Jesus said, except you believe that I am He, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins, this they understood not, He spake to them of the Father. They don't understand it today because the church has gone away from the mystery of wisdom, that hidden wisdom, which brings understanding and has no understanding and knowledge in Christ because we've gone at the pleasures of the world, pleasures of the world or tribulation persecution There's rising for the word's sake by and by they were offended or the cares of this life and the deceitful deceitfulness of riches and pleasures have choked the word. And that hidden wisdom is only through those that are perfect, striving toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, we're going to talk about the mystery, that mystery of godliness on the next podcast. Here you now have the key stigma, the intrinsic value of that antichrist, the mark of the beast, the number of a man, the number of that man is uh, that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. He's not the Father of glory. He is not that spirit and they will not give him the glory of the Father. John 8 24 he claims I am the Father. I am the Holy Father. Somebody said well there, why did he pray to the Father? You need to get there. Uh, how God works salvation in and of himself on the podcast. Another two-hour teaching on why God added to himself the form of a servant made in the likeness of man to fulfill his own law. God working salvation, fulfilling his own law through his own body of flesh and blood, the servant who is God himself, Isaiah 43.10, Philippians 2, 6 through 8 Neighbor, the mark of the beast is the key Z sigma. It will not confess that Jesus Christ is the Father of glory. It will call him the Son of God. Mystery Babylon will wear the scarlet, said, yes, Jesus shed his blood on Calvary. It will wear, the, Mystery Babylon will wear purple, says he is the king of kings, but she'll never wear the blue. Why? Why won't you find the mystery of Babylon, the great, the mother of hearts, and abominations of the earth? Wear the blue because she'll never confess Jesus Christ, the man, is the father of glory. She can't do it. Why? Because she is anti, against the work, Christ. There you have it. Is it a physical mark? No. Is it an RFID? No. Is it a, a, a literal spirit's? That you will have, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, and that alone will keep you. The Holy Ghost keep you, lead you, guide you. If He has to translate you, He will. he there with two wings of a great eagle will give, be given to you that know that truth, and that mystery, that hidden wisdom. You will eat that hidden manna. You will have that white stone given to you, wherein is a new name written as an overcomer. And two wings of a great eagle will be given to that church. You as the body of Christ. Where you, you, God, has a place for you. Where you flyeth into the wilderness. Where you have a place prepared of God. That heavenly place is in Christ Jesus. You don't have to buy a place and run from the devil. You don't have to find you a cave somewhere. So that time that you'll escape through great tribulation. God has a place prepared for you. Where you're nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. Neighbor, there's nothing like God. He is your Savior. He will see you through being confident of this very thing. That he that has begun a good work in you will finish it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have questions, write to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll go into the work of the ministry, what exactly, why it's not revival. God's not doing a revival. It's a new thing. You'll tune in to the new thing. We'll have that podcast out for you. Don't miss it. Subscribe to it. And we will be covering the new thing, the work of the ministry that you are called for as members in particular. Friend, we have our gift offer this month, gift offer 1001, which is eight. DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ which is essential for sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers and then final fathers having their father's name written in their foreheads. I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs, well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code, 75606. That's Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code, 75606. Or, visit our website, DennisBeard.org. Or, SealingGodsPeople.org. Request your copy. Eight DVDs. On the Revelation of Jesus Christ, mention offer ten, oh one, that's 10-0-1 for your gift of a hundred dollars or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the Revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs over sixteen hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of one sixty, you can have it. Our gift offer for this month, gift offer ten. O one ten zero one, request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of a hundred dollars or more, right there at Post Office Box two nine zero six Longview Texas, zip code seven five six zero six, or the website thespirit or sailinggodsp.people I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, brother the Spirit Say, Behold the real Jesus.